0: Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whichever order, wherever you are, whatever time you're listening, it is Chantel here. Hi, Nats. Hi. Are you alright? Yes. Yeah, it's just the two of us today. Yeah, I know. Just the two of
1: us. It's different. This is different. It's different, but I
0: like it. I don't know what that means. Well.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just being. It's, I'm just being cheeky. I'm just being cheeky. Yeah, but it's good. It's good to be recording. And yeah, going, it's and a bit of a podcast. teaser
0: yeah i mean this is why it's just the two of us because it's not it's not season four people don't oh, get no, it. sorry sorry it's just a bit of a teaser to show what we've been working on but
1: definitely not season four we just had an issue that we thought we really really i say oh pertinent is that the word important to discuss
0: I definitely felt compelled
1: yeah compelled is is the word definitely yeah so do you want to do you wanna, do you want to say it with your chest? Go on, say it with your
0: chest. <laughs> right. <laughs> so do you know what the Wickedness thing is? I haven't even thought about the title for today's episode. It was just like, oh, we right. need to record. We let it simmer for a week because okay. we spoke about it last week. But I was mm-hmm. like, we need to actually um, bring the people in on the conversation. So mm-hmm. today I want to discuss the events um, that led up to Candy Braithwaite, mm-hmm. influencer, author, mumpreneur, social mm-hmm. activist, mm-hmm. amazing, amazing writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many other things I could describe her as, but time is limited. Um, but I wanted to bring up the unraveling of Candice Braithwaite um, informing us that she, quote unquote, Missed an opportunity. Is missed the right word? No, I listen. I said quote unquote. Okay. And she's been very, very. Um, what's the word? Like elo, el- not eloquent. Ooh, I can't think of the word. But you know, like her whole demeanor and how she's approached this whole situation has been so graceful yeah. that I'm pretty sure she uses her missed opportunity amongst a lot of other things that she said. But yeah. Um, there's a campaign. So the campaign, just to set the scene, um, Candice's work lies in motherhood, and she started off. What well, I started on the journey with Candice, with her campaign about making motherhood diverse, mm-hmm. and her narrative is basically: we can't just look on, look to the Pampers adverts of two point four white mum, wonderful Mm -hmm. baby, house Mm -hmm. with a picket fence. Like, we need to look at abortion. We need to look at single parenthood. We need to look at, um, uh, what do you call it? Matriarchal settings, that's not the word, but female led communities, like like, young mums, older Mm mums, look at motherhood as a whole. Then went on to release her book last year, I'm not your baby mother motherhood amongst many other things is in her bag. yeah yeah it's her jam it's (laughs) It's her jam it's her thing it's it's, it's the bag that she started to collect things in alongside that over the last two years I've witnessed the rise of the campaign about black women in the national health service and the um in unequal or unequal treatment that they receive particularly Mm -hmm. when giving birth I personally have followed the five times more campaign. Mm. Um, Do you want to explain what that's like, about? So five times more is the mm. statistic in terms of black mothers are five times more likely to. Um, can you imagine? That's the, that's the prefix for a multitude of sentences. Not oh, wow. just Yeah. Um, so I followed that campaign and... Um, I don't know if it's in the height of Black Lives Matter. I don't know what has brought this campaign to the surface mm. now, yeah. okay. but um, there is about to be a documentary mm-hmm. um, that's been commissioned. And initially, Candice came onto the gram as she does, to talk to us and said, she's so fed up of not getting the job potentially because she's not light-skinned okay and th- th- those were in her words it her words, pretty much i'm not i haven't um quoted her but i'm also not misquoting her yeah, okay, there's no it, reading yes. between the lines she she was like i don't want to have to dress this up i don't want to have to talk about it nicely i've just received a call and i'm fed up i i've not got the job to a mixed race uh, a lighter skinned woman this is not the first time and initially, I was I was angry, I was heartbrokenly angry in that sentence because the idea of saying, you know, she actually Candice actually said I'd like to spend a day as a as a light skinned girl and maybe be happy.
1: Oh wow! Because I yeah. haven't actually heard what she said. I know I started following it when it got more kind of traction on Instagram but I don't I hadn't I wasn't an earlier follower so that's actually wow that's an interesting statement wow so at
0: that point I was raging I was like no 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 we're not doing this self-hate thing we're not doing and I've had to really reflect on my initial reaction Mm -hmm. which is another story for another day but eventually what happened is then Rochelle Humes Mm -hmm. um singer dancer actor presenter Mm -hmm. okay um respects her craft. She's been, in, she's been in the game for a for very a long time. time for her craft. That said, although she is um, a mother of three, motherhood has not been her thing in, in the media. In terms of what she does, she transitioned from music to presenting. Obviously she works with her husband, Marvin Humes, who's also a musician, and they've sort of capitalized on that in terms of family life and yeah. not necessarily around motherhood. Rochelle comes out on Instagram and then says, I'm pleased to let you know that I will be leading the the documentary five times more talking about the um, the unequal or you know treatment the discriminatory treatment women. of black women within the NHS in terms it was just,
1: only a, just to be clear it's just in terms of like maternity care basically so giving yes. birth are five times more likely to to die one of the one of the figures or sentences is that black women are five more time, times more likely to die um
0: in childbirth. In childbirth. Mm. Right. So it was only at that point that the do- the dots started to connect. Okay. And then Candice was like, okay, now you guys know what I'm talking about. Because up until Rochelle's announcement, she never mentioned which light skinned lady and she never mentioned what project she mm-hmm. was talking about. And then the internet went wild yeah and that but there's there's more to it and I know that you've got lots to say but I'm just kind of setting the context and the reason why we come to talk about it because obviously we're not necessarily talking about all the lived experiences of black women so just to make it clear part of the discussion or the reason why I felt compelled to bring it to the black women working podcast was that Candice was initially approached for this piece of work Mm -hmm. she spent an extensive almost a year, an extensive amount of time working with the producers, giving them information, being part of the research, only to be dropped at the last minute. Well, to be told she was dropped because they knew their intentions. And so I placed the conversation in that context of the workplace, but you and I know that there are so many layers to it.
1: Yeah, well just to kind of and one thing that candice did post on her instagram i feel like a little journalist doing my um investigations but she basically said that it it appears that there were two different kind of production companies working towards kind of presenting the same type of documentary and effectively when you kind of read between the lines it seems that basically both companies pitched the idea for the documentary and it seems that rochelle was pitched but i think the issue is is that there's there's a lot of wider questions to to ask and to answer about why someone who is clearly a dark-skinned woman has clearly had an expertise and dedicated and devoted so much time to this particular issue was was passed over for someone who like you said is lighter skinned but also doesn't actually have a background in motherhood or or also in the politest way as well has kind of openly said that race is not something that she will talk to her children about and race is not something that not something that's at the forefront of her mind but for example we are a podcast you know black women working are how we identify as our racial identity is clearly something that we believe is key to our experiences and experiences not just in life but in work. And for Michelle Humes, I get the impression from what she has said herself, doesn't not that she doesn't identify as a biracial woman or a black woman? It's just that that has not been central to her branding, central to what she speaks about, central to her own marketing of herself and issues that are important to her. And so I think there's why which
0: is true and I'm sure we'll get in pepper to her statement (laughs) but her statement alludes to race in some sort of way so anyway the other thing that we need to know and this this isn't a Rochelle bashing session at all all. but the other thing to note is Rochelle also does not have a direct experience of what it's like to give birth within the NHS respectfully so on all levels in terms of professional work and then personal lifestyle choice in being a mother, her experience on this matter is not the same as Candice's.
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. And I think that for me, the thing that's interesting is that we have a, a power dynamic where basically we we have a situation where ultimately someone is making a decision about who is picked for for. This documentary, and they're making a decision based on a lot of factors. And I kind of got the impression from some of the kind of conversations and even the statements, the idea that Michelle Humes had a much bigger audience. She had many more followers on social media. She had a bigger reputation. She was much more well known. And so, if someone's producing a documentary, they want to get paid for it. They want more people to view it. I feel like they have a motivation to pick someone who is um, who has a higher following. But then for me personally for some documentaries that doesn't follow through because I remember when when Cherry Healy for example first started making documentaries she didn't have that massive following behind her and she was still commissioned on so many different documentaries and there's so many examples of people who have made a whole entire career out of filming and recording documentaries with the BBC that don't have that are not ex-pop stars that don't have millions and millions of followers but what is important is the content that they're talking about for example you have panorama documentary series that i love and i don't think i have ever really seen the focus on the documentary being about having the person with the biggest knowledge it's about the person sorry with the biggest following it's about the person who has done the most investigation has the biggest knowledge about the subject in my humble opinion um it's because i know some people are trying to say well you want to have someone who's going to have a high profile and things like that but the, the bigger issue for me is that we always seem to in these conversations be coming back to a power dynamic where it's clear that a white person possibly a white male is making a decision about who out of us represents us and it kind of puts a nasty taste in your mouth when that decision is made when something that's so important. I haven't I haven't given birth um in the NHS. I haven't had that experience. But from what I have heard and what I have spoken to other black black people, if a friend calls me to tell me she's pregnant, the first thing I'm considering thinking about is, oh my God, you know, I'm just hoping that she gets the care that she needs. To the point where, you know, some people even say, how much is it going to cost for me to have my baby privately because I want to make sure as a black woman that I get the care that I need. And when it's, it's not, when it's something that is so personal to our very existence and our core of who we are as mothers and as women, I think it puts a bitter taste in your mouth when someone who has nothing to do with that lived experience makes a decision about who represents us. And I think it goes wider onto kind of like, There is issues about pigmentocracy, effectively, where we keep kind of pushing the story and pushing the narrative that as black women, as long as you own hone your craft, you do what you need to do, you work above and beyond, you're always gonna you always gonna be picked, you know. But again and again, we're seeing that these things just aren't a meritocracy. And there's so many different a that make the decision about who gets picked for what. It's just that when it's something that is so crucial to who we are as human beings, as beings existing in this planet, it just doesn't feel right. I know a lot of people have been talking about sisterhood and I kind of wanted to touch on that. Cause I know that we talk a lot about sisterhood and the idea that should Rochelle even have taken the documentary. And I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I've toyed with it for a lot. Um, you know, about you know should she have taken it how much did she really know about what was happening with Candice
0: um Mm.
1: what do you think about whether she should have taken it
0: this is this is the this is the hard thing and I think it also it doesn't just link to our conversations on sisterhood it links to our conversations on activism in the workplace Mm. at the end of the day Rochelle like anybody else is doing a job She needs to get paid yeah Yeah, it's a pandemic panorama whatever you want to call it um sorry pandemic (laughs) um and in these unprecedented times if you're approached for work take it right so on one hand i'm like she ain't got nobody to look out for but herself but for such a sensitive issue yeah a degree of integrity and the thing is, even if she didn't know, even if she didn't know what was happening in the background, Candice was consulted or whatever, or pitched for it and then let down. At the point that she found out, I the, 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 this is the thing. These are conversations we don't know. Mm. We don't know if she stood up for Candice in the background, but she definitely hasn't stood up for her in the forefront. So the the tweet that she released, um basically was like um I'm really excited to do this I've been chosen because I have a wide audience and we all know that Twitter is not talking about this documentary which we had no idea about we're not talking about mm-hmm. it because congratulations you've got a job and very important we're hearing about an issue that not that is not spoken about we're talking about it because we all know that Candice didn't get the job mm. and so I feel like, respectfully, I would like to know, not know, like tell me your business, but I would like to know that they have reached out to each other. I really do. Even if there's nothing she can do about it, even if she's not about to give up the job for it, certainly not going to insult Candice and say, yeah, come and be my side man, my Robin, to the, like, oh, can't you just let her know? You don't need to advocate. For Candice in that sense of the way that she's second, because she's not second. Mm. But um it's a tough one. I, I feel I feel like yes, we don't know what's happened behind the scenes, but from from what Rochelle put to the public, mm. it was there was no display of sisterhood and um I feel like we our souls would have been soothed a little <laughs> if she had even acknowledged Candice's name
1: yeah Yeah, I mean I feel two ways about it because I feel like on a purely professional basis um, it might be a situation where because Rochelle has worked in this TV and entertainment industry for a lot longer she will probably remember times in her career where she's been passed over or other opportunities have been passed um, over for her and she's that nine times out of ten, it's really been mo- behind the scenes, if that makes sense. Mm. And so we don't know that when she went on Instagram to to see what Candice had said, that that wasn't news to her as well. And I'm not sure at that point, kind of what we expected her to do. And I always have the kind of this thing where I think we are very hard on on individuals when really people are operating in a very very complex complex (laughs) complex system because ultimately what should she do now should she fall on her sword sword and not do the documentary so the documentary doesn't get done and when she's got a contractual obligation to do it should she acknowledge Candice when really it was a different production company that was pitching the idea and it's not say it's not her fault it's not her business but it's this that this is an issue which is completely outside of of her control someone came to her with the opportunity and she took it she didn't have to take it Um, all right let's let
0: me add let me add a layer here go on add
1: add the layer
0: (laughs) so on one hand we can say that and if this was if this was a fashion gig come and Mm -hmm. present the latest fashion how to up whatever you know upscale Mm -hmm. whatever you've got cool on an issue that is about race. Like, if you are truly about the cause in its entirety, mm. yeah, you can't, you can't overlook. Because the whole premise of this de- documentary is about discrimination and not treating people fairly. Like, that's the, co- that's the concept, the content, mm. the focus of this documentary. So can you then ignore it? in the wider scheme of things oh because we're only talking about the nhs and motherhood we're not talking about generally right i feel like it's the whole you know i'm i'm not racist so 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 i don't contribute to racism like that i'm I'm gonna have to say it the white privilege like if it's if it's not me it's not me Mm. that that's you can't hide behind that Especially like I said, based on the content of this documentary. We're not just talking about fashion or flowers or doing up your house. It's all entwined.
1: It is, it is, it is. I don't know. I'm just trying to see things. <laughs> I'm I'm not playing devil advocate because I think sometimes that can just be counterintuitive. But I'm just thinking to myself, mm, like coming to this completely fresh without the background you might look at this and feel like wow this is a really important issue and i have the ability to actually advocate to actually you know effectively do my part on an issue and so then there's wider questions about do we get to choose who can do what and who can represent what and who can say what and we can't necessarily put someone into a box she might not have done it before but this might be her opportunity to be like actually do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a go this is something that seems like it's terrible I've done my research and if I can use my voice to to push this and to promote this I will me personally I feel like because how I am flavor how I'm seasoned and how I'm raised I know that I'm happy to admit you know with ease and you've, you've heard me I don't have the range for that if I know that something is beyond my kind of like knowledge levels or alternatively I know that there's someone else out there that's better suited to speak on an issue I'm happy to take a back seat and I feel like we're in a situation where a lot of people just aren't happy to take that back seat And that's what we need to Mm -hmm. be doing because I feel like the bigger the bigger issue for me is not that Rochelle Holmes is doing it. In my humble opinion, it's that Candice isn't, and Mm. there are.
0: this is the thing bring it back to the workplace when you know that you're the best person for the job and somebody else gets it
1: someone who's more palatable someone who is more friendly who's more of a team player but this is but this is the problem with institutional racism and this is why really institutional racism racism is a wider public health issue and this is why we have the issues with the nhs because everywhere we go we cannot escape the systems that will preference people who are more palatable, and nine times out of ten, a black woman who's more palatable is probably a lot lighter skinned. Mm. And that full stop. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And and that's our whole and that's the whole issue of the pigmentocracy that I'm kind of mentioning again. So I kind of feel like we're in a situation where we can we can say that maybe Rochelle didn't act in a way that we would have acted individually in the same breath. Why was she even contacted to do something like that? Why was she pitched, pitched against Candice? And alternatively, when the person, we're making assumptions here, but say the person who commissioned, who signed for on the commission of the documentary that Rochelle was doing, if they had a choice between Rochelle and they had a choice between Candice and they picked Rochelle, there needs to be questions answered about why that was made. And that, that decision really kind of needs to be tested and tried and you know there needs to be quality control. And I feel like that's I I don't I feel like that's a cop out because I'm just saying it's the system, it's the system. But this is why we have the podcast because we actually have to work actively to dismantle those systems. Because if it's not this it's going to be that. If it's not that it's going to be this. But I think this is just a standard reminder to people that you know we aren't seen as what is palatable.
0: Yeah, And
1: I think the reason why what's happened with Candice resonates and hurts so much, not just because of the issue, but because every black woman who's looking at that, who sees it as an issue, because some people don't see it as an issue, who sees sees it as an issue thinks, I know of an example when that's happened to me. And it might not be you individually, not versus, but in relation to a white like woman. It could be you in relation to a white woman. It could be you in relation to an Asian woman. It could be you in relation to a slim, slimmer woman. It could be you in relation to a woman who has a certain stature that you don't have, who speaks a different way. There are so many different, different stratas by which to decide who is more palatable and who is more acceptable and that's why it burns and that's why it hurts because we can all look back to things and particular moments in our careers where someone was put ahead of us unfairly so because they fit a mold that was never ever designed to fit us do you see what I mean
0: yeah I definitely 100% but I but to to add balance yeah I'm wondering just just as you said like just thinking about some of the things you said, especially in terms of the word palatable. But should, I mean, in this moment, should we see Rochelle as a white ally? Should we see it that if potentially she is more palatable and that means that the message is going to be heard and the message is important, should we not look to her? I, I, I do respect she's biracial, but for, one, for the terms, should we be looking to her as a white ally in this instance?
1: I I I don't I don't know what that me- I don't know what that term kind of white ally means, and I I don't I I didn't wouldn't feel comfortable with that because I feel like one of the biggest issues with things coming out in social media and things being described in social media. Is that we get drippets of information And we're we're drip fed information So for example Mm. Candice has actually gone on her Instagram And said that the producer of Rochelle's show Has asked her to confirm that she was working With a different production company So already that's a different layer of complication That we don't understand However that doesn't mean the points that we're raising And the perspective that we have is not valid And we're Mm. in that frustrating point Where I don't want to be like But you don't have all the facts Because the facts that I have Is looking like a duck And it's quacking like a duck but can I will I put my life on the line to say it's a duck no I can't do that no
0: yeah, so yeah.
1: I think yeah I don't want to I don't want to say kind of what I like because I, I don't know how beneficial that language is and I also I think again if you're selected it's like if if I'm selected for a job over another black woman because of things like pigment and things like that I have to make a decision about my own survival right and mm-hmm. i think this is where the, the issue kind of comes in where we kind of count other people's money and we kind of make assumptions about what people can do and can't do i'm not mm-hmm. saying she couldn't afford to, to to pass this one or i don't know her business make assumption like that but at the end of the day she was given an opportunity and she's going to take it right yeah. 100 she's take it and we don't know the context of that opportunity opportunity and so it's kind of like, if she's filmed the documentary, she's done the work, she's at the point where it's more or less finished now. Mm. That means that there's been a lot more snake and daggers because there's clearly been filming that's been happening during the pandemic, a pandemic, pandemic. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like
0: Yeah, me like yeah and all more less while done. before Candice was even informed though.
1: So, this, so that's, another, that's another kind of thing for us to think about. So for me, the thing that was a bit more pertinent more so than i feel like race was just Mm -hmm. on from a very socio-economic background i think one of the biggest reasons that um black women are struggling not struggling black women are not being treated properly in the nhs is because they have to rely on the nhs Mm -hmm. your life is going to be very very different if you have 25 to 30 grand set aside to have a private midwife to have private scans whenever you want to have a doctor who's going to basically stand next to you during your labor and make sure that your baby is delivered safely and you do it at a very private discreet hospital that situation is very very different from me or you giving birth on an nhs labor ward with a midwife who's probably dealing with 10 to 20 other births on the same ward at the same time you don't your doctor might not be available your midwife might not be available when you go into labor and so it kind of is what it is
0: Mm.
1: so from that perspective for me personally you don't even rely on the NHS you don't even use the NHS so can you have empathy to those type of situations because god forbid anything was to happen to you in labor there were to be any type of tragedy one you're a celebrity you have a significant amount of money you have a significant amount of influence and we know that if there's one thing that encourages people to treat people better is people mm-hmm. who come across or appear to be educated also people who have money because money is influence. Mm. and there's lots of assumptions made about black women who go to have children on the nhs probably assumptions mm. about whether they're single mothers whether they have an income whether they're educated all of those snapshot decisions that are made about black women mm. because we are black women based off of negative stereotypes that really don't even impact the majority of black women so on a basic level i always felt uncomfortable with the documentary because my point was like it's not just a race thing it's a socio-economic thing as well and so i some i i'm wary of people trying to mesh like socio-economic factors and race and kind of sc- screw it up into one ball and like yeah. lump it together but i think when you are relying on a government system which we should rely on because we paid into it. I pay my yeah. taxes. I don't even try and do one, two evasion. So I should be able to fully rely on the NHS. But because of that and the kind of perception that this is a free service that you get and if you have got money, you'll go private. That will automatically downgrades, unless you've got really good medical professionals, that is automatically going to downgrade the treatment that you're going to get anyway. Do you see what I'm trying to say?
0: So yeah.
1: I feel like there's so much nuance that's been missed um the commissioning of this documentary it kind of makes me it's not that I don't want to support it because it's a difficult one I don't want them to think that issues that affect black women should not be elevated
0: and discussed Mm. but in the same
1: breath I'm just thinking is this knife really gonna cut
0: the way you've done this
1: the way you've done it the context you have you know this is an issue where it doesn't need to be two sides of the story this needs to be hard hitting this needs to be detailed this really needs to hold the NHS to account this is not a joke this is a this is life and death life or death if you don't have experience of dealing with that race aside should you even be getting involved it's mm, I'm not feeling it I don't know that's
0: just me I hear you I mean usually even even in the let's talk about it episodes, we we come up with a, a summary of like <laughs> where do we land, like what does this mean, and I'm finding it really difficult to sort of think about like what does this mean for our listeners, like what are we what are we taking away from Like Like I said, I was 100% compelled to mm-hmm. discuss this because. It affected a black woman. A black woman working. It it, it meant that she was not working.
1: Yeah, she meant um, an opportunity was taken away from her.
0: Right. So we had to talk about it, and I think there's a couple of things, a couple of things that I I kind of want to leave the listeners, our fellow black women working with. One of them, of course, is the importance of our affirmations, which no prayer and affirmation and meditation is not going to save the world necessarily. But mm. Candice was boldly honest to the depths of her soul, like, like a child mm. in saying, I wish I was light skinned for a day. Mm. And I don't have those feelings and I've never been confronted with a situation where I have to wish that I looked like someone else for the purpose of a gain that I was trying to get off for whatever reason Mm. but in that moment I I, and on reflection I'm kind of realizing if we catch ourselves feeling like that it's so important to to remind yourself Mm. that you know you are a queen you are beautiful you are intelligent you are you know the consummate professional like all of those things because you are not necessarily going to be told them by the world number one number two I think um I've actually forgotten my number two so I'll come back to it (laughs) while, while you talk but my number three was also kind of reeling back to um our conversations around securing our bag Yeah. Our conversations around protecting our well-being, our health, and our money, whether that be looking at our nutrition, whether that be quitting a job when we have to because of the stress levels, or making sure that we're paying for insurance, in ensuring that we can protect ourselves. It is it feels like a really low point today because basically it's almost like you know what we can't change it but you put put your jacket on put your umbrella on put your boots on put your face mask on and just make sure you're protected you know eat well get your insurance but that's the first thing that we are in control of so we can affirm ourselves and we can protect ourselves I know what you've taken away if there is any takeaway in terms of encouragement and I'll think about what my second one was <laughs>
1: I think for me basically if anything kind of what this reminds us basically is that we're in a system that doesn't really serve us and if we're in that system that doesn't really serve us we kind of need to think about what we we can do to operate independently of it so I'm kind of looking forward to us kind of taking the lead when it comes to investigating and discussing and really pushing issues that are important to us and the reality is is that Rochelle is doing the documentary because black women have talked about it black women have hashtagged black women have been posting and reposting on Instagram black men have been coming out to say this is what their partners have experienced as well so the only that reason that was my
0: second point
1: yeah <laughs> we, need to
0: con- we need to continue to make sure we tell our story that was my second point
1: Basically, so while I want Candice to secure her TV production, TV presenting bag, 110%. I feel like this just goes to stark reminder, and I keep telling people this, and everyone thinks I'm being really negative. But you cannot work and perform your way out of your blackness. And when we are operating in systems when we are not the decision makers, there's always the risk, basically, that. we're going to be in a situation where someone is going to pick based off of a system and a thought process and a belief system that serves them best rather than serves us best. And sometimes mm. we can think, oh, okay, we've got the six figure job or we've got the house, we've got the this and we've got the that. And we kind of get to a point where we think that we're good
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not that we're never going to be good. Cause I want to be negative and be like, you're never going to be good. I don't want to come like that with that energy, but you always get a kind of pinch reminder. And I remember I was having like an issue kind of recently. Um having an issue recently at work, and my dad was like, You're always gonna be black. You're never gonna make work yourself out of being black. You're never gonna perform yourself out of being black. You are always going to be black. So never, ever, ever, ever. Um do you know what I mean? Never ever yeah. ha- have kind of convinced yourself that, oh, do you know what I mean? Like I've made I've it. I've made it. I'm, it's above me now because mm. no matter how well you're doing, no matter how many followers you're having on Insta, how many books you're selling, someone else is making the decision. If someone else is making a decision, a decision whether to pick you or not pick you, you are at the mercy of that person. And it sucks.
0: And even yeah. after you're picked, you can still be unpicked.
1: <laughs> yeah, and unpicked for silly, for foolishness. And so that's just for me the kind of the kind of takeaway it's not one of like always look over your shoulder always look over your back it's just that awareness basically yeah and always be prepared if something is an issue that's close to your heart and integral to who you are be prepared to fight for it and be prepared to follow it through and I wouldn't be surprised if Candice does go on to commission her own documentary on her own
0: terms Mm. and I hope we all make money from it
1: and I hope she does too
0: It will come. It will come. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, thanks for joining me to talk about it. No problem. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I know that we we are scheming and working towards season. Uh It's going to be dropping real soon that's, yeah, that's yeah, as much a teaser yeah. as i'm giving real soon <laughs> i'm looking
1: forward to it i am looking forward to it but yeah it's been good to talk it's been therapeutic to talk actually to be fair with you it's just been nice to kind of think this one through um yeah. because i know that there are so many different people have so many different viewpoints and opinions i know where mine is so and i'm glad that we're kind of on the same page
0: and girl sisterhood <laughs> they can't see me whispering. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, t- and like I said, to our Black women working, affirm yourself, know who you are and stand in your power. That's, 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 that's it for me, mate.
1: Perfect. All right, then. Well, I think that's it calling... That's us calling it a day, but also always remember to talk to us interact with us on social media bww podcast uk that's our app for twitter and instagram so make sure you add us and use the hashtag bww podcast uk to keep the conversation going
0: lovely all right baby girl see you soon soon. Bye. bye